Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Two extremely talented Laid-based actors and writers are among four artists from the Laid and East Meath area selected for support for Drihid Arts Centre presents drama over the next year. Dundalk-based actor Julia Crosby is being funded to support the development of her new play Loud Mouth, which tells the story of Holly, a jazz singer who on the eve of her mother's funeral must return to her abandoned home in Haxballs Cross in Loud after more than a decade on the run. And also Drada-based actor and storyteller Grania Rafferty is working on High Tide, which is a Thelma and Louise type story set during life. Lockdown. It's going to be directed by Darren Thornton. Both plays feature a strong female lead character with local connections. And I'm delighted now to be joined by Julia Crosby and Grania Rafferty, who are on the line. Happy International Women's Day to both of you, first of all. Indeed, and all the same to you, Grania and Sinead. How we both get it. Grania, we have you there as well. We do. We do indeed, yeah. Now, first of all, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off with Juliet, first of all, uh, because this is your first time on 11 to 1, so welcome. Mm, Thank Um, you very much. (laughs) You are an accomplished singer and musician as well as an accomplished actor. Which came first, the music or the singing? Uh, Or the the music music or the acting, I should say. The music, yeah, to be honest. um, Thanks to my wonderful mother, actually. um, I guess I was raised in a house of musical theatre from very early on. And she would have been the inspiration for a lot of the song that was going on in the house. Um, There was a lot of opera, there was a lot of musical theatre and then a lot of 80s ballads, just like what you were playing. Oh, lovely. Um, Yes, yes. So that would have been uh, kind of milling around a lot. And uh, she encouraged a huge amount of music in me. She got me into piano and into singing and stuff. And from there, I guess, I really wanted to train in musical theatre, but at 18, having never really left anywhere like Louth to live anywhere else, I guess we went, no, go for go for drama in Dublin at least first and see how you get on. And I fell in love with it. And uh, that's how the path kind of went in that direction. Now, I love that because normally with parents, it's kind of like, now listen, get a degree now in, yeah. you know, something sensible. But your <laughs> mum was very much about f- allowing you to follow your passions. She very much supported she, this. She practically kicked me out the door. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm not in a, I'm not in a go and fulfil the dreams I never got to kind of a way, but more yes. a, Go and do the thing you want to do and 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 do it with no fear and just pure love. And if you don't like it or you don't succeed, don't be ashamed of that. Come home. You'll always be loved regardless of how things go. But to be given such such support financially and emotionally in every other which way at 18 with no conditions attached, I was incredibly lucky and incredibly privileged. Both my mum and my dad were like that. But mm. My mum definitely, she was the one who gave me the Gaiety School uh, application form. 
Fantastic. And, said, and I looked at it and went, I won't get in there, Mum, I'm telling you. And she said, no, no, fill it in and see how you get on. And I did. I got in in the end and, and, and went there. And you're continuing uh, to be extremely successful. You have taken on some really diverse roles in your career. You know, you've played people like Nora, the sister of a man who goes on hunger strike in uh, the 1980s, to Sarah Tanzi from Sings Playboy of the Western World, to probably the coolest of all, Anna Banana from Rainbow <laughs> Rangers <laughs> animation series, which is She's fantastic. She's the most badass of all she of is. them, I have to say. She is the most badass and you're very much encouraging the younger generation. You know what I mean? She's a good role model but tell me what draws you to these characters um honestly i can say that i'm incredibly lucky that they seem to just kind of come to me um i don't i I haven't had to go hunting for for these incredibly strong well-written female characters um i've been enormously privileged to get to play them and um with some incredibly brilliant women at the helm of either directing uh, like uh, Amy Conroy directs. Yeah, there's so many women behind the scenes and on front of the scenes for, for those projects. And I guess um, it, it's it's a testament mm. to how well they're written. That, yes. Um, there's so much strength imbued in how they're written and yet there's so much vulnerability as well. Like taking Nora, for instance, she's mm. this incredibly powerful female character defending the right of her brother to be on hunger strike and to not be brought off hunger strike because it's what he wants. And that entails so much research into the strength that those women during the Troubles had to have, but the enormous vulnerability that they were carrying at the same time. And they go hand in hand. And I think that's so important for women to be allowed to experience and to be portrayed on screen with it's not just kicking ass or, Mm. you know, being being with no emotions at all, being being straight out strong and independent Women are so strong because they imbue this quality of vulnerability and and um, and fear. It's on the surface all the time inside a female experience, I think. And good art really encapsulates both of those things. And it's it's inside that you can relate to a woman so much because you go, we're so good at being vulnerable. We're so good at being on the surface and honest with our fears and with our vulnerabilities as well as going, no, no, it's time to knuckle down now and make the the courageous decision or the brave decision or whatever that might be, you know. You are so right and I I, I really agree with everything that you've just said there. I mean, I love as well that, uh, you know, you're bringing these uh, stories that, as you mentioned, you know, like obviously in the 1980s, it would have been very much on the men who were giving this, you know, sacrifice for the political causes and for what was right for them. But also as you said, that the women were very much a part of this narrative and this is what it's all about, about bringing that out. Also, I love the fact that Sarah, who's very much, you know, on the sidelines and sings play, uh, Playboy of the yeah. Western World, is, is put centre stage here. It's fantastic. So when it comes to your own writing process, because you're in the, the, the midst of writing Loudmate now, um, is this influencing you? Because it's very much a one woman show again, mm. uh, centred around a fantastically colourful jazz singer from Dundalk. Tell me about this. Well, I guess so much of it is I'd been wanting to write something from the minute I came out of college, like most people. Um, but in particular, I guess training in Dublin, you see a lot of theatre in Dublin, based in Dublin, about Dublin people and Dublin voices. And I guess a part of me went, Jesus, I'd love to see and hear a loud voice on a stage about a loud story, talking about places in Dundalk that I know of and people I would have been raised with. And that was a huge undercurrent for the last five or so years. And when I went home for lockdown, um, it was my mum that I was talking to 
a lot of the time because we were home together for a large period of it. And mum is an insanely talented actor and singer and in her 20s could have easily gone, not easily actually, she could have gone in the direction of a creative life, but Mm. life didn't take her that way. And family life had a calling for her and she met my dad and, and went on to have three beautiful children and one of them. And I guess there's an homage in Loudmouth to her and mm. to the life that I sometimes think she didn't get to experience. Um, and Holly, by no means the, the lead character of Loudmouth, it, it doesn't have a successful time in the creative life. Rather, home beckons her back and she has a lot of trauma to deal with there. And she has a lot of darkness that she has to come to terms with before she can go forward with her life. And I guess... Um, I wanted to explore a story where maybe home wasn't the most comfortable place for somebody, for a young woman. And maybe she wasn't met with great creative support like I was and like my mum was. Um, but regardless of that, she she wants to find peace. She wants to f- reconcile with home because she knows it's part of what made her who she is. And it's part of how she was raised and who raised her. And I think it's a part of my own story going, I will always want to be you know, either on West End or Broadway mm. or whatever the next big thing is. And if it's in Dublin, it's in Dublin and it's beautiful for all the reasons. But at the same time, my heart will always be in loud in some way, shape or form because I was raised there. And I, I can see that. Story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and part of that story that wants to find, can I keep some of home with me always? Oh, I think you will. I think you definitely will. And I'm so eager to to see this be brought to the stage. I have to bring Grania in at this stage because Grania, first of all, your fans are on. Uh, We can't wait to get back to the library to hear all the stories coming in from Pather and Dara because the last time we had you on the show, Grania, you were very much in the role of Amelia Earhart having a great adventure in the sky. But now you are very much writing. uh, This is, it sounds fantastic. It's called High Tide. So you're going from the the sky to the sea and there's very much a, 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 a Thelma and Louise vibe going on, isn't that right? Yeah, I, you know, it's funny, like, it, just when you were kind of saying that, I was thinking, thinking, there's a theme definitely running along here. All of my work during lockdown has been about some sense of escape. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you're, you're like the rest of us, you're, you're looking at the four walls, this is what's happening. I'm looking at the four walls <laughs> and wondering if I could take flight with Amelia Earhart and find <laughs> magical islands, or if I could go and run at me granny. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, it's uh, it's definitely a sense of escapism and, and otherworldly. But uh, the, the high tide is actually based in lockdown. If I had the chance, if you know, this is a whole scenario where I would have absconded with me granny, and where would we have gone, and what would have happened? Do you know, so it's quite an adventure. I love the idea of this, and I'm a big, big fan of Thelma and Louise as well. Yeah. Now, you, like Juliet, have performed other people's work for quite some time. How is the writing process going for you now? Are you loving it? Are you finding it challenging? Both. I absolutely love it, and it drives me bonkers at times. I'm very fortunate to have um, such great support, and Darren uh, is fantastic because we actually had a Zoom meeting there the other day, and he's great for putting me both in two ways. He sends me completely off track and has the capacity to call me back into track so that you can say, okay, what's the essence of where we're going? What are we doing? Where, what are we trying to figure out? Where, where are we going? What journey are we having? And that kind of advice is absolutely brilliant. I'd be lost without it. I don't think, you know, you're writing away on your own and you're getting stuck in your own head going, where am I going with this? What am, what am I saying at all at all? It's fantastic to have someone you know and trust to say, look, at, 
what about if you take it this way? What if you take it that way? What if you go completely nuts and it can go this way about it and pull it back here, then everywhere? So that kind of direction is invaluable to me. And what about, about the female experience is going to be highlighted here? Is it this idea of bond that transcends generations that you're working kind of on? Absolutely, yes, yes. My granny, my nanny, as we would have called her, we would have never called her granny. She was nanny to us. Um, she would have been a very strong person in my, in our lives. And, you know, we we would have had, a, you know, a few contentious issues. It wouldn't have been always smooth sailing because she would have been quite old-fashioned in her thinking and I certainly would have um, challenged all those ideas with her. Um, but I think that's that's great. And I was lovely listening to Julia there talking about the support from her mother because, mm. I, you know, that's it. I had huge support from my mother and my granny throughout my life. They might have wanted me to settle down into a much more, you know, secure environment. <laughs> but in the, same, in the same token... I knew they were always proud that I did follow my own path by the same, you know, the same taking those risks and going that direction. Especially my granny, she had a bit of a, she was quite a lady. Uh, now, in terms of, you know, female representation on stage, you know, we spoke about that a little bit with Juliet. She's, she's uh, you know, worked on uh, different productions that have had a very strong female voice. Do you think enough is being done to, to write and produce female driven stories or is it up to the women to start doing it themselves? Um, I, no, I, yeah, I think that's it. I think we're we're in a you know in a patriarchal society, and we sometimes don't notice it ourselves. Now, you know, I, I was very fortunate to work with Louise Lowe early on, many many years ago, and she was a phenomenal person in in, in giving you the confidence to go ahead with your thoughts and your your ideas, and and be brave enough to bring them out there. And I'm really grateful for those influences, and especially working with Colette in the arts mm. and all the women locally who support you. Um, it's 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 always great to have that support and sisterhood as such. Um, to hear women's voices on stage, yeah, we need to hear more of it. And we don't, we don't need to have, they don't always have to be, we don't have to strive for the supreme excellence. Women mm. don't have to be super duper excellent, fantastic. We just need to be there, keep doing it all the time. Don't be too critical, don't be too harsh of ourselves because I don't think that men are. I think we need to, you know, it isn't quite the same level of, I, I've heard it said before, well, you know, we need to break the ceiling, break the barrier. No, you know, we need to be working, we need to be putting it out there all the time so that it becomes a more familiar vernacular, something we are comfortable with, so that we're not striving for this excellence so much as we are striving for it, but that we need to just keep working, keep doing the work, keep doing the work, keep doing the work. Oh, Grania, you're making an awful lot of sense, and I think there's probably a collective sigh of relief. Juliet, what do you what do you think about what Grania has said there? I I couldn't agree more, Grania, and it's so articulately put. And I think part of what I think we're getting into a trap sometimes of is um, writing female characters as solely this either perfect, absolutely flawless, maybe uh, strong character. With we're kind of stripping away elements that make women women mm. we are in touch with a lot of vulnerability and emotion and that's part of what makes us really interesting and compelling like you look at any female characters in in any f- films that I would have grown up watching like Aliens or, or Terminator or even Nurse Ratched as a character is fascinating because she's complex they're all complex written characters they're not necessarily uh, driving to be Perfect well, tick box. And the same yeah. have, Julia. I, I, I'm a flawed person. I'm a flawed human being, and and that's what I want to see. Yeah. I want to see someone. And I love when you said you wanted to hear a voice from loud. I love that too. <laughs> I want to hear a yeah. people that I know that are familiar to me. You know, it's just kind yes. of 
our voices are just the same, they're just as valued, just as exemplary as anyone's, you know, on a Dublin stage. And that's not to say I don't love that too, but we just need to keep Ah, yeah, absolutely. Keep keep it going, absolutely. Well, listen, listen, ladies, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation with you both. I wish you every success with your work. I've no doubt it's all going to come together for two very entertaining productions. Best of luck with the rest of the writing. And thank you so, so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you very much. much Thanks a million. Thanks so much. Grania Rafferty there, Juliette Crosby. Watch this space. They're going to have uh, their productions, Loudmouth and High Tide, will be performed, hopefully, please God, in person in Drehid Arts Centre later on this year. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.